If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Audi podcast where we talk about disability, quackery, parenting, and Jewish life. Yes, a cult within the autistic community. It's full of grandiose ideas, God complex, attempts to separate victims from their families, etc. The autistic community is more susceptible to this type of abuse because growing up, disabled children are most likely excluded from church activities as children. Not only that, Most autistic adults were diagnosed as adults because not much was known about autism when we were children. This caused having little to no support at home. Study proving why disabled people having bad experiences in church. According to the National Survey of Children's Health, this has been going on for a very long time. The odds of an autistic child never attending a religious service were nearly twice as high as compared to typical children. The odds were also significantly higher for children with ADHD, developmental delays and other neurodivergencies. According to this study, sanctuaries were more understanding to children with health conditions like asthma, type 1 diabetes, epilepsy, or other physical conditions. These children were just as likely to be at religious services as healthy children. Neurodivergent children were often excluded from other social gatherings and have the greatest need for community social support. These children were more likely to feel unwelcome when attending religious services. I would like to think that this research could serve as a wake-up call to the religious communities in our nation, said Clemson University sociologist Andrew Whitehead, the researcher who ran the study. In many ways, this population is unseen because they never show up, or when they do, they have a negative experience and never return. Dr. Whitehead has two autistic children who are non-speaking and currently attend church. We have had church tell us that there was no way for them to serve our child's needs and that if we were to attend it would have to be either my wife or I providing him care every Sunday. We've also spent over a year not attending because we just didn't have enough strength to try to navigate a new place of worship, try to advocate for our children's needs, on top of all the other care work we are involved in throughout the week. Statistics from the study The odds of children with depression or anxiety never attending services were 1.73 times greater than children without. The odds of children with oppositional defiant disorder never attending was 1.36 greater. The odds of children with ADHD never attending were 1.19 times greater. The odds of autistic children never attending was 1.84 times greater. The reasons for this can be complex but prior research shows barriers put up by the congregation are a major factor. They can be lack of training and programming and other barriers. They can often be patronizing to children and this makes them uncomfortable. Personal story with bug during Purim. Purim is the Jewish holiday about the story of Easter. It is supposed to be a fun holiday and kids really enjoy this. Bug was four, so this was before the last rabbi was replaced by a really amazing rabbi. Anyway, during the service, every time the cantor chants Haman, noisemakers or groggers are used to drown out his name because he forced all the Jews to bow down to him. Little did he know, 
the king's wife Esther was Jewish and she tricked him into freeing the Jewish people. At the end of the service there is a play also known as the Purim Spiel. This is a play put together by children to retell the story of Purim in a creative way. Bug was four and he was sitting in the aisle watching. An elderly woman yelled at him to sit in the pew. I explained that it was uncomfortable for him and he wasn't hurting anyone. She then told me I should have left them home and told me to leave. I took a photo of her and sent it to the rabbi. The rabbi then had a chat with her and since she was a big donor they did nothing. When the new rabbi was hired we told him about the situation, he told her it wasn't tolerated. The Autistic Behind the Cult Rebecca Samuel is a Jill of all trades. She calls herself the Lady Gadget. She is a artist, author, blogger slash tech expert, teacher, life coach. Rebecca Samuel aka the Lady Gadget is on the autistic spectrum, a small business owner, community organizer, and life coach. As an autistic, she is passionate about discipleship, life coaching, spiritual and emotional healing ministry, local community work, and blogger tech education and support. She started this ministry and calls herself a life coach with no formal training. In order to lead a church she needs to go to a seminary. No formal training in clerical studies or life coaching. Letters of Love Samuel has been featured in a book. It is called Letters of Love. She wrote part of the book. She is one of 12 authors in the book. She acts like she is a best-selling author. No, other people made the book good too. I haven't read it so I don't have an opinion of it. Services she offers. Hair, skin and health with no credentials or training. Asperger's and Christianity a little aspire supremacy too. Custom website templates. Blogger tech support services. Photography. Biblical discipleship and spiritual support. Scriptures prescription ministries. The healing place. Services offered. Recover from trauma. Restore your identity in Christ. Rejuvenate your faith. Reconcile your relationships. Repurpose your pain to kingdom passion. Scripture's Prescription Ministries was started by Rebecca J. Samuel. It is ran from a Facebook page and Discord channel. The Facebook page was started on June 22, 2019. The Discord channel was started on May 21, 2021. Thankfully her Facebook page only has 300 followers. The text on the linked website states. Do you feel broken? Like no matter how much you try to get life to work for you, there seems to be something that interrupts your progress every time? Maybe you've never experienced joy in your life, and instead are tired, depressed, anxious, and barely making it day to day. Many of us go through life with trauma. It can stem from abuse in our childhood, a bad relationship, and even from the church. Those who were supposed to protect us and love us. Most of us don't recognize it when it manifests later. We find ourselves stuck in patterns, behaviors, and habits that hold us back from succeeding in life, but we don't want to live this way. Yet, don't know the way out. Some of us may feel we are called to something greater, but have no idea where to begin. I remember these times. I awoke to three to five panic attacks a day, hiding in my closet, trying to push out the noise and the stress. Screaming in my home when my husband wasn't around. Anything to seek relief from the physical pressure of life. At the time, I did not know I was autistic which lead to even further sensitivity outlets and intensified how I was feeling. There had to be a way out. I finally was able to see a counselor but she didn't truly get me. Eventually she quit on me because my trauma was too much for her to handle. 
I was told by another therapist I didn't qualify for EMDR therapy for my chronic PTSD diagnosis because I didn't have the support system needed to last and get through it. Sound familiar? It seemed all hope was lost for me. But then a counselor came into my life, truly listened to my frustrations, and showed me I had what it took inside of me to heal. Along with my faith in God, the Word of God, and willingness to take action, I learned more about myself over the next few years. I began to see patterns and cycles in my life and not just my own others as well. That's when I knew, God, through my own trauma, gave me a gift to see healing on the horizon for others as well. In 2019 He gave me a vision and instructions to start Scripture Prescriptions Ministries which started out as practice. But then as I watched one life after another be transformed through this gift in every life I touched and interacted with, I realized God was doing something huge here. In 2021, He moved me forward on Easter weekend to start Identity Recovery Program, a 111 Life Coaching Trauma Healing Program to help those of you who are fighting through each day in an uphill battle, find hope and healing. A transformational experience like no other. In Identity Recovery we explore the roots of your paralyzation and loss of identity along the way. We push past the mental, emotional, and spiritual blocks through practical tools, exercises, and other resources I've created in one-on-one sessions to recover the identity meant for you through Jesus Christ. Targeted, biblical discipleship in Scripture prescriptions will renew your mind to healthiness and wholeness. I will uproot the sources to your trauma, you will be set free from the constraints of your traumatic childhood-slash-adulthood. Past abuse regardless of what kind, will no longer define your identity or keep you held back from living the life you want to live in freedom. In my upcoming paid membership community, The Healing Place, you're invited to work through the deep roots that prevent you from moving forward in life with others who understand. As you grow in your faith and in God's Word, you will learn to make Jesus your number one passion and focus. All this sounds great, but this is the very verbiage used to prey on the vulnerable to join a cult. They offer membership for $25 a month but they also offer other members to sponsor new people so more people can join. Either way, more money for her. She uses the fact that she is autistic and has PTSD to prey on others. A victim speaks out. Another advocate reached out to me because they were worried about their friend. They were added to a chat group. The victim and the advocate wish to be anonymous and it shall be honored. This chat group was started by Mrs. Samuel. This victim had no idea this chat group was being made about them. The Rundown, My name is Rebecca. I'm a friend of, Redacted, and been working with her in mental health and life coaching pro bono for about six months or maybe longer now. I know a lot about their life and situation. You guys were invited recently to their group, Redacted, which is why you're receiving this. Without giving too many details, Redacted, home situation despite what they are saying and believing is not as safe as they are being lead to believe. I see something called an abuse cycle occurring here. Recently Thier family who are the perpetrators of the abuse took Thier iPad away with all accounts open which of course exposed all Thier friends to them. I was able to very quickly help them shut down all accounts. All accounts were supposed to be deleted and removed and they were supposed to go offline according to our plan until we could figure something else out that was safe for everyone. I then discovered they made this group and they told me that it was Thier original profile which was exposed to Thier family. I know, redacted, and they do not know what they are doing with all of this. My goal and aim is to get them back online, but safely with fresh everything unattached to her profile or identifiable information. They need our support as friends but they also need to be extra careful online. Their phone was threatened to be taken next. I'm working on protocol safety with Thier on how to keep themselves protected from a breach again. 
To be cut off from our community and support completely would be detrimental to their mental health and situation so my goal is to keep that intact. Now, because they has the old profile, redacted connected to this group, we need to leave the, redacted, immediately. Unfriend and block any of their accounts right now that identify them. Redacted, redacted, their location, her birth date, the game choices references, redacted, even. I realized it's a character name in one of Thier's stories which I think they told Thier family about. I am working with them in a safe communication avenue to set up a new profile and strategy with none of this information so no one would know it's them or get into Thier accounts from the iPad or phone. We have to be vigilant with this situation, but we also can be the support they need safely by going these routes. Now that I wrote this, I'm going to unfriend and block Thier accounts and leave Thier group. We can set up a fresh one once I know everything is good and I'll invite you to it via Discord. See the link in the first message. If you have questions, you can scroll through this thread for info but then join Discord. This thread will be deleted soon. Thank you. After this, I was added to a Discord channel that was made for this purpose. 1. The grandmother did not threaten to sue as a lawsuit specifically and cannot in a situation like this have any legal standing even if she tried, but she threatens, redacted, with removing their devices, sending them to the mental health facility, isolation in the definition of the word, and if the grandmother not knowing Thier legal bounds, she could try to sue or cause trouble with specific people she's seen messages in as intimidation. 2. One of our own with mental health challenges was targeted too, redacted, as someone accused of trying to take, redacted, away. There was a threat based on a comment how they'd help her if she wanted to move to their state in casual conversation where she was sharing things with us. She took it as they were going to take her and then they got a weird call that same day with someone claiming to be a psychologist asking for his social security number. May have been unrelated but it happened with minutes. Also the way, redacted, tell stories there can be time in between and that we don't know. Just a weird coincidence caused him to get freaked out and triggered some anxiety he already was having. 3. Threats are empty by the grandma, but she has called us outsiders and warned, redacted, to not talk to us. She's taken her iPad and keys seen the messages, so now she's on higher alert. Redacted, did get them back and there's been talk about counseling. But nothing is guaranteed and this is beginning stages so for now we wait. If anything else is needing cleared up, please ask me so we can get stories straight. Also, again, Redacted, has told me things that she needed to clarify later too so I'm passing on what I'm learning from, Redacted, to understand the situation to the best we can not being there. I'll try my best to be more clear so I'm understood by what I mean to say. Oh the challenges of neurodiversity when relaying information. The victim had no clue. The victim messaged me because the advocate told them that they reached out to me. This is what really happened. I should have listened to my family about her. I mean, at the time, I had self-diagnosed autistic because I was trying to figure out if I was at all autistic. She started sending me abuse cycle pictures because I was telling her about how way family didn't listen to my about my autism traits. I think she took advantage of that. I mean, I just wanted my family to try and understand my autism a little bit more. I feel like now they understand because of my diagnosis. This worries me because now I have to worry about if she'll try and contact me or try and send me something without me knowing. She was trying to send me a burner phone. Don't know if she's still trying. I just want no connection to that woman now. The advocate had talked to their grandmother on the phone and everything is okay. The victim wanted to be understood and Mrs. Samuel took advantage. The victim is frightened of Mrs. Samuel but they are safe. How to know if you are in a cult. 1. Opposes critical thinking. 2. 
isolating members and penalizing them for leaving. 3. Emphasizing special doctrines outside Scripture. 4. Seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders. 5. Dishonoring family unit. 6. Crossing biblical boundaries of behavior. 7. Separation from the church. If you think you are in a cult, know there is help for you. Do what? You can to keep your cult from finding out. Be safe. Sources https colon slash slash www.christianitytoday.com slash ct slash 2018 slash july web only slash study us churches exclude children with autism adod.html https colon slash slash rebeccagesamuel.newsandler.com slash f slash the healing place scripture prescriptions ministries https colon slash slash www.rebeccagesamuel.com https colon slash slash www.theatlantic.com slash national slash archive slash 2014 slash 06 slash the seven signs you are in a cult slash 36140 slash private infiltrated groups. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Keep on speaking your truth and never let your flame burn out. Thank you for listening.